Welcome to Be With Your Body. My name is Sarah Jane Chapman. This is a podcast about folks being with their bodies just as they are without needing to be any other way. Today, I chat with Ashley Brooke James and Elizabeth Moore of Triluna Wellness. They are the pro-donut, non-diet, anti-racist wellness company located here in Nashville, Tennessee. Y'all, this episode was a party. (laughs) This is the first time that I chatted with two people at once, and it was a lot of fun. We we chatted about how um, community health is a really important part of mental health. Um, Just a little heads up, we do talk a little bit about disordered eating, just a little FYI. And at the end, I share with you a sweet little meditation that can maybe help you to feel more connected to those that are in your community. So I hope that you enjoy Triluna Wellness. I don't want to hate myself, my body, or my mind. I still have a lot to unlearn. In the meantime, I'll be kind. It's not just me. It's systems of oppression make us small. This healing's not just for you and me, because really, it's for us all. Okay, so today I am so excited to be talking with the co-owners of Triluna Wellness, Elizabeth Moore and Ashley Brooke James. I would love for y'all to introduce yourselves and share a couple things you identify with and as. Um... Uh, Elizabeth, would you go first? Okay. I am Elizabeth Moore. I am an Enneagram 3 Ooh. and an ENFJ. Wow. Uh, so I'm an Enneagram 3 wing 4. So I want to achieve, but I want to do it uniquely and in my own way. My pronouns are she, her. You're doing it. You're living that Enneagram <laughs> life right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ashley Brooke. Yes. So I'm Ashley Brooke James and I am an Enneagram seven. (laughs) And I mean, I think it's the best way to describe me. I am very optimistic. I'm very like, we can achieve anything in this world. I have really big dreams and I feel like all the work (laughs) that we do will be able to achieve those dreams. And I'm, I'm like that with everything. So that pretty much sums up who I am. I love it. And you, uh, pronouns, if you want to share. Uh, She, her. Okay. Beautiful. I love it. I am so, so, so excited that y'all are here. So this actually, because when I first started talking to you, I had a different name for this podcast, but I've now changed it to Be With Your Body. So I would first like to start. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you I'd love to chat with y'all about just like a few things that you feel that are really cool about your bodies and help you to connect with your bodies. Um, does Elizabeth want to go first or Ashley Brooke, James, you want to go first? Yes. <laughs> I saw a hand. Okay. It's hard with the three. We'll go. So you said things that are um, unique within mm-hmm. our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say the most unique thing about me and my body is that I can feel everything that's going on. Like I, mm. I, I can pretty much come to a source of what is about to happen, whether it's going to be a headache or a back pain or anything like that. And I think that is through, you know, 
having migraines and in the practice of yoga and just really being intentional of that shift from when I was going through my chronic migraine stage mm. until I'm what I am now. And so I, I feel stuff, even with the chiropractor, before I go, I tell him what I'm feeling and he, he just checks it off. Like you're absolutely right. So I think that's pretty unique because I don't think a lot of people have that sense yeah. of awareness of what's going on. It's a superpower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really it is. is. Yeah, truly. I mean, and the thing with superpowers, if y'all are like superhero nerds like I am, they're like a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. yes. Yep. Right. It's like until you learn to like harness your power, it can feel like a curse. So tell me a little bit more about your migraines. Like what you said that you were having some chronic migraines. Yes. So I had my first migraine at 19 years old. I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. I had never felt this pain before in my life. And it came and went. And then when I was in my mid-20s, I had like sporadic cases. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was working in a very high-demand sales position. I was traveling a lot. And I, due to the stress and the back and forth of traveling, I developed chronic migraines where they were lasting like months at a time. Like yeah. it was, Oh no. There was more days that I was having migraines than less. <sighs> and I became very in tune with my body. And I actually found yoga through this because mm-hmm. they were putting me on so many different medicines. And I really felt like I was going crazy. And yeah. I was looking for more of a holistic way to heal myself mm-hmm. uh, or find uh, sure. some type of healing. And yoga allowed that, like, about that space for me when I found the right teachers. And when I talk about, you know, finding the right teachers, you know where I'm going to go. Sarah, (laughs) first year of the teachers in Nashville. And you really, it was different than the other yoga classes that I had been to because you really talked about being in our bodies and releasing things and being intentional about what was showing up. And I think that's when I really... Um, became in tune with, I can probably manage this. I can mm-hmm. find a way holistically along with maybe some type of medicine and find that balance to help me get through this. Yeah. So, Oh, thank you so much. That really just touches my soul. I'm yeah. so glad. I mean, yeah, that's the magic you. with yoga, you know, Matt, like once you really learn, I, I talk about this in the first episode where I share my own experience. Yoga is a tool and you can use a tool to hurt yourself or you can use a tool to heal yourself. And like, once you learn how to use it well for you, that's just the yoga, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, so great. Elizabeth, I'd love to hear about you and your relationship with your body. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you you literally hit the nail on the head when you said it's a superpower that can be a curse and mm-hmm. a blessing because that is exactly mm-hmm. how my relationship with my body and myself has been for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a very passionate, intense person. I'm an Enneagram three, as I said, but I'm also <laughs> Pitta. So I am, and mm-hmm. I'm like 90% Pitta. Like there's Will very, you talk about what that means real quick? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So in the, the doshas of Ayurveda, which is an mm-hmm. ancient Indian system of mm-hmm. healing, 
Um, there are three doshas or I am, I am not the expert on this. I should <laughs> probably not even be speaking to this. Um, but three, um, constitutions essentially sure. and yeah, pitta, qualities. Yeah, totally. Qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, the three are, it's what fire mm-hmm. is one air, yeah, fire and water. Yeah. Fire and water. Air and ether. And then kappa. So the air and ether is vata and kappa is earth and water. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I am fire, 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 fire. fire. <laughs> um, so much fire. And my body has always reflected that. My primary mm-hmm. health conditions are heartburn. Mm-hmm. I have had, you know, like if it is a, a pitta constitution problem, mm-hmm. I, I have it. And I also, mm-hmm. as a result of that, have lots and lots of anger and lots of lots of anxiety. And sure. when I was younger, that felt very much like a curse. I had lots mm. of anger that I didn't know what to do with and lots of passion that I didn't know where to direct. And as I got older and as I found yoga and other practices, as I got into therapy, as I started to uncover my relationship with myself, it became my superpower. Like my mm-hmm. passion is what drives me. It's what drives Triluna. It's what drives my desire to make the world a safer, more equitable place for everyone. And it is my superpower, um, mm. but it will consume me if I don't take mm-hmm. care of myself and take care of that and pay attention to it. So it is, you know, my, my relationship with my body, where I am now is a result of the healing I've done from a contentious relationship I've had with my body all of my life. Yeah. I found my way to health, wellness, and the space that we're in as we work to redefine what that means as a result of trying to heal both my heartburn and my digestive issues and recover from an eating disorder that mm-hmm. has plagued me for all of my life. So yeah. the, at the intersection of those things and you add a love of cooking and a passion for food and, and, and social justice and, and access in, in all forms. And here we, here we are at the intersection of all those many myriad things. Yeah, no, oh, so much. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's so funny that you kind of brought fire right into it because fire is in all of those things. Right. And like fire can just like I was saying with yoga can be a tool to help or to hurt. Like fire is a tool. I don't know if y'all saw the, um, uh, fat, salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, so the heat episode, so, I mean, it's a book, um, by, I want to make sure I say her name, right. Um, Samin Nostra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, so there's a book and then the Netflix one, the heat one, she like talks about how to use fire, like wisely, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just, yeah, that just came out. So it's funny. Cause you've got the, so the fire in your body, but then also you're like drive, which is a fire. Mm-hmm. And then like the cooking, you know, it's like <laughs> so much it's all fire. over. It's so much fire. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a, she's a hundred percent fire. Yeah. <laughs> now you definitely have a lot of fire too, Ashley Book James, but you yeah. also have some earth. You've got some like grounded, you know what I mean? Like you're like very grounded and like that's, and that's very body related too. Yep. I'm 50, 50. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 50% Pitta and I'm 50% Vata. Like it mm. is every single time I take the test, it is always like <laughs> right there, like 50, yeah. 50 and 
You know, it's fine. So I, I did uh, Ayurvedic training many years ago when I was in India, but then in this yoga therapy training I'm in right now, we had a section with an Ayurvedic practitioner and it kind of reframes my understanding of the doshas a little bit. We all have all of them in us. And then it's like, some are easier to get out of balance than others. Mm -hmm. And like Vata, which is the air one that you're talking about, is the easiest one to get out of balance for everyone. <laughs> Right. And so it's like almost everyone needs to like pacify the vata a little bit. And then pitta, which is the fire one, is like the second easiest one. And then kappa is like a little bit harder, you know, but is also can get out of balance for folks too. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit more in. So, like, both of y'all shared your some difficult or trickier parts of your relationships with your body, right? So there's some, some chronic pain and maybe some eating disorder stuff. So Ashley Brooke James kind of shared a little bit about like finding yoga as that way. Like Elizabeth, will you talk a little bit more about what helped you to, you know, learn about some healing stuff with you, with your journey? Yeah. I mean, definitely yoga had a large part in that because before that I only ever paid attention to my body and or worked out in an effort to make my body smaller. Sure. Mm -hmm. Ever. Literally mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. uh, I played, you know, high school basketball and stuff. And that was always just like what I had to do. And then I worked mm -hmm. out on the side because I wanted to stay thin. And at one point I was, and this is, you know, a trigger warning, but like at, at one point I was not eating and working mm -hmm. out all, yeah. all in an effort to make my body smaller. Sure. And it wasn't until I found yoga at the same time I was majoring in feminist critical literary theory <laughs> that those two things happening simultaneously and all of a sudden I was like can I cuss can you beep it yeah I, I say fuck all the time oh, okay. fuck, fuck, fuck. I was yeah. like oh fuck I'm making yep. my body smaller for the dominant hegemony and the patriarchy and why the fuck am I doing and it just like it cracked something in half yeah. in me and I was like oh this doesn't actually vibe with anything I believe about myself or the world or how I should show up in it. Mm -hmm. And that is when I, everything started to kind of like flip. And then I started looking at, when you look at critical literary theory, the way that we're taught to read a book is a specific type of literary theory, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're taught to look for symbolism and you're taught to mm -hmm. look for mm -hmm. metaphor. That is a type of, of literary theory. It's a lens. It's a lens that you see the yeah. world with. And when you apply feminist literary theory to anything you are looking at it through that lens rather than any other so that's what mm -hmm. you're seeing the world in yeah. and it was I had a really lucky to have a professor who really stressed intersectional feminism so I mm -hmm. I got a wider picture than I think a lot of people were getting at that time and all of that together was like you should be spending your energy trying to create a space and a world where your body can show up as it is in its truest form and be celebrated just for, for being a body or even just be ignored and be allowed to be a body, you know, like yeah, what, yeah. in whatever way you want to mm -hmm. experience that you should be allowed to do that. And I also at that, at that point really started cooking and falling in love with, I've always loved cooking. Even when I wasn't eating myself, I would cook for other people. It was like a, you know, a way to, to nourish others. And there's mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I really fell in love with nourishment 
Mm. Both mm-hmm. community nourishment, how I was nourishing myself, what I was nourishing my mind and, and all these things happened simultaneously. And I just could not, it was untenable to maintain my relationship with wellness that I had had before because it was going to saunas and doing things to make me lose weight and all this stuff. And then I found yoga and I started cooking and I started reading more about intersectional feminism and all these things came together to really, to trans morph my relationship with my body mm-hmm. and how I paid attention to it. And it's still a journey. I, I'll always oh, be of course. You know, slipping in and there's out. There's no of, arriving. There's mm-hmm. no arriving. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's where I am right now, but I feel better in my body than I ever have. And I, I definitely have days still where it's yeah. really a struggle and a slog to mm-hmm. get through it. Um, but it, it changed my life. It, it is the foundation of tri- Triluna and, and Ashley has a similar story of realizing what wellness wasn't in order to find out what it was. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do now is, is create that space for more people. So that's a long yeah, answer, that, but there, there it is. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's so true. It's like, there's something I realized I was like, oh, this is kind of a little bit of a tin foil hat theory of like <laughs> that the patriarchy is trying to keep us small so we don't fight back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're hungry, you're not, you know, if you're focused on like trying to make your body small, it's hard to really have any sort of thoughts outside of it's so, that. It, it really is true though. And I mean, it takes up so much mental space to obsess over how much you hate yourself and what an absolutely miserable horrific way to live, which is where I lived in my body for most of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I was done. I'd love to, I'd love to hear definitely more about like the birth of Triluna and then like what y'all's like, I mean, we kind of shared in the beginning, your, your mantra, your goals, you know, but yeah, let me hear maybe Ashley, you can share a little bit. Well, when we first started, it, it looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Like Triluna sure. is growing up. And when we first started, I mean, the mission is still the same. Yeah. It's to redefine wellness. We, from the, from the day one, we were like, we're the Trojan horse of wellness. We're breaking down the rules. We're telling people to eat donuts. <laughs> you know, we're partnering with five daughters. Like we're yeah. going all no guts, no guts, no glory. And we wanted to create a space where we didn't see before where People could walk in as themselves. We wanted to see them to be able to see reflections of themselves Mm. in race and body types, abilities, disabilities. And we really wanted to take that into two different spaces, both the community and corporate. Corporate, because when we were working our corporate jobs, our wellness was geared towards what we looked like, our outer appearance. Mm -hmm. We had no support when it came to our mental well-being. And so we wanted to approach corporate uh, companies and organizations and really talk about the importance of mental health. Um, And then, again, like I said, we wanted to bring that into the community. We wanted, we feel like you're only as well as your community. And so we wanted Mm. to create group sessions where people could be vulnerable and share their experience. You know, we're not therapists, we're not doctors. We just wanted people to come together who might have never came together before, especially with Liz and I being so uniquely different, but the same, but bringing in this, you know, group of individuals together 
to share their experiences so we could learn from each other, not only about our mental health, but like just social justice, like, and, and grow. And we, we've done that. It's been packaged very differently, but the, the mission, it all is the same. And that's something that we're so passionate about. And I think that we are figuring out a way to where it doesn't really look like we're serving two different communities, but one. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're only as healthy as your community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yes. And that's, oh, you know, we that. get asked a lot, what does anti-racism have to do with wellness? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Everything. Everything. But for us, community, we believe communities plagued by racism, bigotry, yeah. fat phobia. These, mm-hmm. these things are sicknesses, they're illnesses, and a, a society cannot be well if it is plagued by these things. And so that is a critical core component of the wellness that we talk about and mm-hmm. educate on. So what kind of, talk a little bit about the like event, like what does an event look like? Cause I know y'all have your festival coming up. Like tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. Yeah. So the mom body magic festival was an ice cream social <laughs> that was supposed to only be ice cream and yoga, but you bring a group of creative individuals in one space and it becomes this big festival. And mm-hmm. what we wanted to do is everything that Triluna stood for and our partners stand mm-hmm. for, One City being our main partner in this. Um, we wanted to bring all of that into one space. We wanted to celebrate the, the work that we're doing in this anti-racism space. We wanted to celebrate um, what community looks and feels like. We wanted to celebrate holistic healing in all its different forms from food to the witchy stuff that we like in tarot and, you know, uh, making it family oriented, having kids corners, having music and just having a celebration of wellness for so long. Wellness has had this like discipline aspect. You Mm. can't do this. There's no excuses. There's Mm -hmm. this is that. And we were just like, BS. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Shut all of that down and let's celebrate as a community where we are and where we're going. Oh, I love that so much. So what does it look like? So I I love, I want to talk both about Triluna, but then also individually, what does your connection with your body look like these days? Like what are some sweet little things you do to connect with your bodies? Um, Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Liz, you want to go? No, you can go first. I'll follow up. It's very funny that, you asked this question. I just had a friend reach out to me um, about this, like right before this. And um, today is one of the days where my anxiety has like, it took over the first part of my morning. And, mm-hmm. and I, instead of pushing through it, like I have stuff to do and we'll revisit this. I allowed myself to be in that space. And in that moment, I reminded myself, what are the three things that can make you feel better right now? And that was moving my body, whether it was stretching, doing yoga, whatever, you know, taking a walk, being mm-hmm. outside. Nature mm-hmm. brings me back to that sense of grounding. So I've been, it's a lot of walks without mm-hmm. music, without podcasts, without talking. 
And then real authentic, transparent conversations with the people that I'm connected to and love, even though it's hard, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that is my main focus. And what I'm really being intentional about is sharing how I feel about situations, placing myself in nature so I can think about what's going on and then allowing and really creating space. People say this all the time. I'm going to create space really creating space for you to work through those different emotions. Yeah. Which is something that Liz will tell you. I'm 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 the big master. Like I'll come back <laughs> yeah. to that. Let's keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so great. I feel like oh what um wonderful permission to like share with folks to be like, I don't have the space for this right now. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna deal with it. I mean it's like yeah you don't have to deal with everything the moment that it pops in front of your face. Yep. Oh that's yeah. huge. Elizabeth, what do you, how is it for you to connect with your body these days? You know, Ashley and I both have sacrificed our mental health on the altar of hustle culture Mm, many mm -hmm. times in our life. Yes. And our, our current situation necessitates hard work, Mm -hmm. but differentiating that from hustle culture has been key in our relationship with each other, our bodies, people around us. What does that look like? Well, like how do you differentiate? Yeah, there are a few different ways. For one, as an entrepreneur, it's really hard not to be on all the time Mm -hmm. because our literal financial survival is dependent upon getting the work done. Yeah. But that also means we've gotten a lot better and we definitely cycle in and out of this, but gotten a lot better at saying, I feel like I need to be doing something right now, but I'm going to take a step back and not do it. Mm. Even when it's really hard not to do it. Even yeah. when it's, it's easier sometimes for me to stay on the couch and work until midnight because I feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing. When what my physical body is telling me is that it needs rest. And so I've been doing more, a lot more. Ashley and I are both experiencing a period of anxiety right now. Our business is mm-hmm. at a critical juncture. We're about to enter our third year of business. Literally a year and a half of a three-year business has been in a global pandemic. We're an yeah. events company. It's mm-hmm. been hard. Yeah. Okay. It's been hard. Fair, we have fair. a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. So we're experiencing a lot of anxiety. And whereas mm-hmm. before, I think it was, I dealt with anxiety by working harder or having a glass of wine, which <laughs> I still do on occasion. Yeah, sure. Um, but now I'm, I'm finding movement to be an extremely cathartic process for me. And movement is a privilege and not everyone has the same access to movement as others. Sure. And so I think mm-hmm. when we glorify movement, we need to keep ableism in mind and really have an eye out for that. But for me, I'm, I'm really relishing the privilege of being able to deal with excess energy by walking it off, running it off, whatever it is, seeing it off. Um, and then in addition to that, I'm spending more time reading. Obviously as a lit major reading is like a huge Mm -hmm. piece of who I am and what I need out of life in the world. And so I've been spending more time moving anxiety out of my body and reading books I want to read and not just business books, which is really easy to do, but just really 
beautifully constructed fiction that makes the most mundane pieces of life feel like actual magic. And that is such a cathartic experience for me too. So I've, I've been really digging into those two things. What are you reading right now? So one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite ways to find a new book is to go into a local bookshop and read the descriptions mm. that people write of them that work there. Yeah. And the way that this one was written, I, I just absolutely fell in love with, but it's called The Last Report on the Miracles at Little No Horse, a mm. novel. Um, I, I just, I don't really Who's know what it's about. It's Luis Erdich. Erdich? I don't know how to say her last name. My apologies, but it's okay. It's just really, really beautiful. And like Mm -hmm. the way that she writes is incredible. And I have a thing for not a thing, but like I enjoy stories about priests for some reason. Like my favorite trope. I got a thing for priests. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like learning a lot. (laughs) One of my favorite literary tropes or like story tropes is mm-hmm. like a wily crime solving detective priest who is <laughs> is that a, is that one I didn't even know that was yes <laughs> there's so many father brown is like my favorite okay. wily priest yeah but there there's something so inspiring to me or interesting to me about someone who has such a a deep unmoving faith but also can question it yeah, uh, I'm not myself a, a religious person, but I have a very religious background and my, my yeah. family is very religious. And so I, I'm very interested in how that works. And and then I also mm-hmm. like crime dramas and, you know, yeah. so intersect with those two things. <laughs> and so this fun. book is about, a, it's a, about a woman who pretends to be a priest and I don't know. We'll see what it's yeah. about. It's beautifully written. Oh, wow. So, so fun. So you're taking some time to really just like let your mind go somewhere else for a little while. Absolutely. That is away from a screen for Mm -hmm. a minute. Yes. Mm -hmm. So great. So just to finish up, I'd love for y'all, because you just shared about the mind, body, magic. I was, Mm -hmm. yes, festival. What other things can folks do to check out Triluna or um, support y'all? Cause it's a really, really awesome business that y'all run. Oh, thank you very much. We have wellness boxes available. Yes. Our five pillars, which we feel are the future of wellness. And that's everything from self-care for stress management, nourishment beyond food, diversity and community magic, finding joyful movement and mindfulness and uh, redefining purpose and productivity Boom, I did. Yes, you did. You did say <laughs> your diversity face, like, okay. and magic right. matter. Did I say, I mean, they do. Yeah. Diversity and I magic mean, do matter. I love it. I think we need to rename it from diversity and community matter to diversity and magic matter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we have, we have boxes. Um, our wellness boxes is really just, you know, content and curriculum that we've, um, created and placed in these really cute uh, notebooks. They have journaling props, you know, um, our shared experience, our stories, um, our friends who were willing mm-hmm. to share uh, in that space. Um, and, and all of the 
the items that are sourced in the box are sourced from women owned or black and brown owned businesses. I mean, we try our best to yeah. uh, stay within that rim. But um, like that's the biggest way is really, yeah, you know, getting a, well, getting a wellness mm-hmm. box. If your corporate um, facility is looking for virtual experiences, we provide those. And then right before Mom Body Magic, we do have our supper club and yes. uh, our supper club retreat that's happening. We have a supper club on Friday night from six to nine. Um, and we're going to be talking about why community matters. Um, yeah. It's going to be live music, a panel, delicious food from our really good friend, Chef Cleveland from The Lost Spoon. And then on Saturday, we have a full day retreat where we bring everything that we love from food to magic mm-hmm. to uh, yoga all into this one space and cocktails. We we don't do much without cocktails on Team Triluna. <laughs> so um, just check us out at TrilunaWellness.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, buy a and box. Folks, really yeah. And you ship those all over the country? All yes. over the country. Yeah. All over the country. That's so great. Oh my goodness. Any last little nuggets of magic or wisdom that y'all would like to, to share that to connect with one's body? Mm. I mean, find what works for you. Mm-hmm. We're big on bio individuality. We, we, we think this whole wellness one size fits all is BS. Mm-hmm. We just encourage people to let go of the shame you know, it's something that we all deal with and that we'll continue to deal with, but really, you know, make space yeah. for um, just finding what works for you and, yeah. and, and, and knowing that that's, that's just enough. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I might add too that we have really experienced massive growth, both personally and professionally through the practice of vulnerability and I know that sounds a little bit trite after uh, however many years of Brene Brown we've had, but it really is true and it really is powerful. And, you know, we, we always say with the caveat that when you're being vulnerable, you are allowed to ask for the feedback that you want. So you can say, I'd like to share this, but I don't want advice, or I'd like to share this and I'd like for you to share an experience of your own, but you don't have to take unsolicited advice from people who aren't experiences or who aren't experts in your own experience. So um, be vulnerable, ask for the feedback that you want and be careful about taking advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be vulnerable oh and have boundaries. That's basically yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. B plus B. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh my goodness. Thank y'all so, so, so much for your time. And I hope that folks check out if they're not local to Nashville, that they check out your boxes. And if they are local to come join the festival, what are the dates for it again? October 30th is the festival mm-hmm. and September 10th is the supper club and September club. 11th is the retreat. Beautiful. Okay. I'm going to definitely drop this before then. So it'll get on folks' radars. Good. It'll be so All fun. right. Yes. Here's one thing that you can do to be okay with being you. Here's one thing that you can do to be okay with being you. Um, So talking about how being a part of our community is a really important part of our mental health. And I mean, honestly, probably all sorts of other health, right? Uh, Have you ever asked your name? I mean, 
I have in a pinch asked my neighbor for some like child Tylenol when I've run out and my child is screaming because her teeth hurt because she's growing teeth in her mouth. You know, so it's like the, you know being a part of a community is really important for health on many many different levels. I would love to offer you a meditation. This is a Vini Yoga meditation where we do um, kind of feel what it's like to be a part of a community for giving and for receiving. So if you're not in a space to sit and receive this information, you can, you know, maybe come back to it later. You can also just listen. You don't have to like necessarily like sit in a cross-legged position to you know, in a room alone to meditate, right? You can just listen to the meditation too if you're driving, but obviously practice with caution. So uh, wherever you are, notice what it feels like to be in your body and see if you can settle into that space. Whatever your body is resting on, whether it's the floor or a chair or a cushion or a seat, feel yourself settle into that space. If it's available, comfortable, and safe, you can close your eyes. And as you inhale, draw your attention all the way up to the top of your head. And as you exhale, draw your attention all the way down to the soles of your feet. Inhale, attention all the way up to the top of your head. Exhale, attention all the way down to the soles of your feet. Practice this a few times on your own. So we know that trees, especially trees that are surrounded by other trees, like in a forest, if they are cut down, sometimes nourishment from the roots that other trees will send to this tree can make the stump grow just a couple inches taller. So we know that Trees can send and receive nourishment to each other and information to each other through their roots. So as you inhale, you could imagine that you are receiving the nourishment that you need from those around you. And as you exhale, you could imagine that you are then giving that same or whatever nourishment back to the people in your life. Inhale, receiving the nourishment from those around you. Exhale, giving nourishment that you can. And know that this does not have to be a one-to-one ratio. Sometimes we need a little more nourishment than we can give. 
And sometimes we have a little bit more nourishment to give than we need to receive. And just notice what feels right for you today. So after a few more rounds of this, inhale, receiving nourishment, exhale, offering nourishment. Place your hands or attention on your sternum. Inhale, extend your hands or attention outward. Exhale, bring your hands or attention back to your sternum, that center bone in your chest. Inhale, extend hands or attention outward. Exhale, bring hands or attention back to the sternum. Repeat this a few times on your own. When you are done, if your eyes have been closed, you can gently open them. If your eyes are open, maybe shift your attention around your space. Maybe this brought up to mind some individuals in your community that help you receive nourishment. Or maybe people that you feel you could offer some nourishment to. So that's one thing that you can do to be okay with being you, taking time to connect with yourself and connecting with those around you, even if they aren't physically here, but with your mind and attention. Thank you so much for being here this time, this week, and um, I'll see you next week. Enjoy. That's okay if your body's changed and that's okay if your body's changed. That's okay if your body's changed and why would you expect them to stay the same when in fact everything does change?